Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, everyone. Good morning. This is Dr. Pearlie Martin with Biblical Principles for Inner Healing. And you guys, today we're going to Rhema read Romans chapter 10. You guys, join, go over to my Facebook page, Rap Time Martin, um, and pick up on the rest of the uh, Rhema reads there, or tune into my Facebook live page. Excuse me, my uh, YouTube live. Excuse me, we getting ready to move to my YouTube live page. See if we can get some better lighting. To our YouTube live page at Gene Martin sixteen eighty one. Okay, see if we can get some better lighting here, so my video won't be so blurry. Okay, okay. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Thank you, Lord. So we're getting ready to Raymond read Romans chapter 10. Let me get over here to Romans chapter 10. We're going to be reading from the NLT. We read Romans chapter 9 yesterday. Um, so you guys can, again, like, share, subscribe. So when I come online, you guys will know that I'm here. You'll receive notifications. Romans chapter 10. Romans chapter 10. New Living Translation. Father, we just thank you for being here in the midst of us, for being amongst us, Lord God. We thank you that you created us to be the head, not to tell, above and not beneath. Father, we just thank you, Lord God, that signs and wonders will follow your word. Signs and wonders will follow them that believe. Signs and wonders will follow your word. In Jesus' name, Father, we thank you that this word will land on good ground, good hearts, Father God. So we, again, we thank you for giving us eyes to see what the Spirit of the Lord is saying, ears to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying, and a heart to receive your engrafted word, Father. For this word will land on good ground and we will become doers of your word and not hearers only. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen. Romans 10, NLT, it says, Dear brothers and sisters, he says, The longing of my heart and my prayer to God is for the people of Israel to be saved. Right? He says, it's for my the longing of my heart. And my prayer to God is for my family, for friends, for the world to be saved, right? That's my prayer for Israel also, but for, for our family, our loved ones, our children, you know, for them to be saved, to be saved and serving the Lord Jesus Christ um, with all their heart, their mind, loving them with all their heart, their mind, and their soul, right? Verse 2, he says, I know what enthusiasm they have for God, but it is misdirected zeal. He's talking about the children of Israel here. He says, for they don't understand God's way of making people right with himself, Right? Refusing to accept God's way, they cling to their own way of getting right with God by trying to keep the law. We've been talking about the law. This is the book of Romans talking about the law, trying to break us away from our own works, understanding now that we are under the dispensation of grace, right? Our goal is God. Our goal is love is the fulfillment of the law. So when we walk in love, um, we won't put ourselves up under the law. We won't be saying things like, well, I got to quit doing this and I got to quit doing that. Um, yes, we have to make, we got a will and we got a part to play. But what I'm saying is, it's not human effort. 
um, that we're delivered and set free. It's by the power of the Holy Ghost. It's by the power of the living God that we're delivered and set free, right? It's by walking in love because when we walk in love, we're not going to fulfill the law. We're not going to fulfill, we're not going to break the law. We're not going to covet. We're not going to lust. We're not going to steal, lie, cheat, steal. You know, when we have that love relationship with God, our obedience is not going to come out of, um, it's not going to be a struggle and to try to be good. <laughs> when we love God, our good is going to come out of our love relationship for God. When we love God, that's where our love relationship comes. It's going to come out of our obedience to God is going to come out of our love relationship with God. He says, for they don't understand God's way of making people right with them. Refusing to accept God's way, they cling to their own way of getting right with God by trying to keep the law. It's kind of like I was saying, you know, I had to clean myself up. I had to fix myself up first before I come to God, right? But if we can make ourselves right without Christ, what's the purpose of Christ? You know, um, I always tell people, if you're going to live a good moral life here on earth, why live a good moral life here on earth and die and go to a burning hell? Because we did not accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, right? We uh, we always we know and we understand um, that we have to go, that we're redeemed um, by the blood of Jesus, right? We understand this. It says, as a result, all who believe in him are made right with God. So all who believe in Jesus Christ, that's how we're made right with God, because of our faith in Jesus Christ. Excuse me. But that's how we're made right with God because of our faith in Jesus Christ. He says, for Moses writes that the law's way of making a person right with God requires obedience to all of his commands. Right. That was the law of Moses. This is what we're talking about, about the law. He says the law of Moses, it, it writes that the way of making a person right with God requires obedience to all of his commands. <laughs> thou should not kill, thou should not steal, thou should not commit adultery, thou should not. But it's, it's really more than 10 commandments. Go over there to the book of Deuteronomy. It's way more than 10 commandments. So, because um, see, if you break one part of the law, you've broken the whole entire law. Because the same God who said do not covet is the same God who said, the same God who said do not fornicate is the same God who says do not covet. <laughs> Right? So it's it's not about trying to keep the law. Uh, verse six says, but faith, but f see Moses way of making people right under the old Testament was by uh, obedience to all of his commands. So, okay. So if you keep the Sabbath, um, okay. But, but what about the rest of the law? Okay. What about the rest of the law? What about when you got unforgiveness and bitterness in your heart? Cause God's the same God who said uh, to keep the Sabbath is the same God, you know, that said, um, you got to forgive because if you don't forgive, then your father and have, you see how I'm saying? So see, cause if you break one part of the law, you broken the whole entire law anyway. So it's not, we're not made right with God because of our righteousness. We made right with God by having faith in Jesus Christ and his righteousness by believing that Jesus Christ is the son of God. He died and he rose. He is the resurrection. He's the only way. He's the only truth. And he is the only life. You know, he is the way we have to come through the blood. We're not made right with God by our righteousness. We're made right by God because of what Jesus Christ did. We are, we're in right standings with God. We're in good with God because of Jesus, what he did. He, he paid a debt we could not owe with, by shedding the precious blood of Jesus. That's how we're made right with God, by faith in grace. Not through our own works, lest any man would boast, right? If I got saved based upon my righteousness, by my own goodness, then I would have something to boast about, right? Um, 
trying to be right with God outside of a relationship with Jesus Christ is called self-righteousness. And that's what the Pharisees and the Sadducees did. And when we started saying, well, I know God hear my prayer because I pray 10 times a day because I'm, you know, I know this, you know, they only got saved because I prayed and they don't know they got saved because if they, if they got saved, it's because you had faith when you prayed and Jesus saved them. <laughs> well, I tell you, a, a, a religious spirit, you can hear kids a religious spirit like bing. Um, you know, our heart, when our heart is pure, <laughs> Our vision is clear. But not only that, when our heart is pure, we'll be able to hear clear. We'll be able to discern rightfully when we have a pure heart. You know, um, when our heart desire is so that Jesus Christ can be glorified, that's our only motive. Our our goal is always God. We always got to be, we don't want people to think more highly of us than they ought to. We want people to think highly of God because that's who they ought to. Right? right? To God be the glory because we don't have a heaven or a hell to put people in. Right? So we want to lift up the name of Jesus. Right? We want to always make sure that people know that they got healed because of the stripes that Jesus took. Not just because I prayed, but they got healed because of the stripes that Jesus took. Okay? Verse 7. He said, don't say who will go down to the place of the dead to bring back Christ to life again. And in fact, it says, the message is very close at hand. Let me go back to this, verse five. For Moses write that the law's way of making a person right with God requires obedience to all of his commands, right? By keeping the law, okay, which is not possible. Verse six, but faith way, when we live by faith, he's saying that's the law, that's Moses' way, that's the Old Testament. But the New Testament, the, the dispensation of grace, is but faith. The, but faith's way of getting right with God says, don't say in your heart who will go up to heaven to bring Christ down to earth. And don't say who will go down to the place of the dead to bring Christ back to life again. In fact, it says, the message is very close at hand. It is on your lips and in your heart. And that message is the very message about faith that we preach. If you openly declare, this is how we get saved under the new covenant in the New Testament. Old Testament, you had to try to keep the law and become circumcised. New Testament, we go through the blood of Jesus and we accept Jesus Christ. So he said, but this is this is how we get saved now. And the message is the very message about faith that we preach. If you openly declare, listen here, this is Romans 10, 9 and 10, right? This is, you can, you know, when you want to lead someone to the Lord, because I know a lot of times people don't know how to lead people to the Lord. We have to be taught, right? The word of the God, the Lord says, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord can be saved, right? But here in Romans 10, 9, 10, he says, if you openly declare, so if you want to pray a prayer to lead someone to the Lord, you can take them to Romans 10, 9, and 10, right? So Romans 10, 9, it says, if you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So do you believe, do you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and do you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead? If you say yes, then he said, you're saved. For it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God. It's believing in your heart. It's for by believing in your heart that you made right with God. It's by believing in your heart that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. That we're made right with God. It's, that's, and it's by openly declaring your faith that you're saved. This is why we have to tell our testimony. 
Share your story so God can get the glory. Share your story so God can get the glory. We overcome by the the word of the blood of the Lamb and the word of our word of our testimony and the blood of the Lamb. Share your story so God can get the glory. Jesus Christ died for me. He saved me. He redeemed me. Right. It's by the blood of the lamb. He he became a ransom for us. He paid the price that we could not pay. We owed a debt that we could not pay. And Jesus Christ, he paid that debt with the precious blood of Jesus. He says, as the scripture tells us, anyone who trusts in him will never be disgraced. Jews and Gentiles are in the same respect because we all got to come through the blood of Jesus. You cannot get saved by keeping the law. The purpose of the law is to teach us right from wrong, good from evil, right? We know that if we run a stop sign, the purpose of that law is that if you run that stop sign, you're going to get a ticket. So the law is not evil. The law is good. It's there to help to teach us right from wrong, good from evil. Because if there, where there is no law, there is no sin. In other words, if it's not against the law to run a stop sign, then you have not broken a law, right? That's the purpose of a law. The law does not save us. Keeping the Sabbath does not save us. Not eating pork does not save us. It may prolong our life. I'm just, there's no no condemnation, but I'm trying to explain to us that we have to accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. Because when we put ourselves up under the law of Moses, we have fallen from grace. Because we're no longer relying on the grace of God to deliver us, save us, and set us free. But our righteousness began to become built upon our works. We become self-righteous. When we start, when we, the way you can tell when someone is under the law is when they're self-righteous and legalistic. This is what the Sadducees and the Pharisees were. They were legalistic because they kept, they put themselves up under the law. It was not about God's righteousness. It was about their own self-righteousness. See, I'm good because I keep the Sabbath. I'm good because I don't eat pork. I'm good because I pray seven times a day. I'm good. Whatever the law says, you know, that's what makes me good. But the truth of the matter is, (laughs) you got unforgiveness in your heart. You got bitterness in your heart. I mean, we break one part of the law. We've broken the whole entire law. A man who was born into sin cannot keep the law. That's why Jesus Christ had to send his son who was sinless. He who knew knows it was by one man's disobedience that we were all made sinners. Adam. I know y'all want to hear that. You say, why do you keep saying Adam? Because the seed comes from the man. And when Adam ate, the Bible said it wasn't until Adam ate that both of their eyes were open. When Eve ate, it didn't say her eyes were open. It says when Adam ate, then both of their eyes were open. When Adam ate the fruit, I don't know what the fruit was, but when he ate from the forbidden tree, every sperm cell in his body became contaminated, sin contaminated. So sin entered in. So the word of the Lord says by one man, I'm telling you, this is the word of the Lord. You want me to find that scripture for you? It says by one man's disobedience, we were all made sinners. By one man's disobedience, let me take you to the word. By one man's uh, disobedience. By one man's Romans 5 and 12 talks about it, but I want this one here. Because he says it one more than one time. By one man's disobedience. Romans 5:19. Let's read it. 
For as by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners. Romans 5, 19, New King James Version. Here's your receipt. So also by one man's obedience, many will be made righteous, right? So by one man's disobedience, we all were made sinners. But by one man's Jesus, who is Jesus Christ, we were all made righteous. So our righteousness is not built upon what we do or don't do. Our righteousness, we're in right standings with God because of what Jesus did. Um, shall we continue into sin since so grace can abide, God forbid, right? For whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. So when we have a love relationship, because those who are Christ, they no longer continue in sin. When you live for Christ, you're not going to continue in sin. You're not going to continue to sin, right? Because dead men don't sin. When we live a lifestyle of sin, we're not walking in fellowship with Christ. We're not walking in fellowship because to walk in fellowship with Christ means to walk in obedience to what he says. And don't think, who will, okay, so here we go. As the scripture tells us, anyone who trusts in him will never be disgraced. Go back to 10. For it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God. See, we're made right with God by believing in our heart. And it's by openly declaring your faith that you are saved. So it's with the heart that we believe, but it's with the mouth that we confess unto salvation. It's with the heart that we believe. So do you believe in your heart or are you just saying it with your mouth? Do you believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, that he died and he rose and he's coming back? Do you believe it in your heart? Do you believe it? If you openly declare that Jesus is Lord, do you believe that Jesus is Lord? Do you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead? If so, you shall be saved. When you believe something with your heart, it will come out your mouth. I always tell people, Jesus said, aside the abundance of a man's heart, that his mouth speak. So I like to tell people what's in us is coming out of us. What's in us is coming out of us. If you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. For it, is by, it, for it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God. And it is and it is by openly declaring your faith that you are saved. As the scripture tells us, anyone who trusts in him will never be disgraced. So those who put their trust in the Lord, he, he said, you're not going to be made ashamed. When you put, because why is this? Because that's his reputation on the line. That's not our reputation. That's his word. God is responsible for bringing his word to pass. God is responsible for bringing his word to pass. Verse 13, for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. But how can they call on him to save them unless they believe in him? And how can they believe in him if they have never heard about him, right? And how can they hear about him unless someone tells him? This is why we have to go and tell. We have to go and tell. You're just thinking that because we're in America, everyone knows about Jesus. Everyone. Listen, for 24 years, I did not have a relationship with Jesus Christ. I did not go to church on Christmas. I did not go to church on Easter. I didn't do any of those religious things. Because I say religious was because I didn't have a relationship with Jesus Christ. So me going would have just been out of religion. I went one time and those devils in me saying, we ain't coming back here no more because of what they did. Because what they did was not evangelistic at all. And um, But I thank God for waiting on me. 
I thank him for calling me, for drawing me. Because um, no man can come unto the Father except he draws them. So if harden not your heart, when you hear the voice of the Lord pulling on you, tugging on you, don't resist him. Because every time we resist God, it causes our heart to become hard. And when our heart becomes hard towards God, we can't hear him. When the word of the Lord comes, it just bounces off like so. You know, if you, if you throw seeds on, a, on soil that's hard, it's just going to bounce right off of it. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Verse 14. Uh, 10, 14. He says, but Romans 10, 14, NLT. He says, but how can they call on him to save them unless they believe in him? And how can they believe in him if they have never heard about him, right? Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And how can they hear about him unless someone tells them, right? That's why we got to go and tell. Go be a teller-tell. If we want to gossip, this is what I tell people. My only purpose for being on Facebook is to gossip about the gospel. And how will anyone go and tell them without being sent? That is why the scripture says, how beautiful are the feet of messengers who bring good news. Listen, we don't just talk about Jesus on church on Sunday. That's not, when we, that's not what that is. When we walk in fellowship with him daily and we spend time with him daily and we read his text message, we can have some stuff to talk about when we read his text message. Right? When Jesus Christ is real to you, the same way you talk about your spouse, the same way you talk about your children, the same way you talk about your everyday life, you'll talk about him because he's, he's real. God is a spirit. And those that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Verse 16, but not everyone welcomes the good news. Not everybody wants to hear the good news. Not everyone wants um, to hear the gospel. For Isaiah the prophet said, Lord, who has believed our message? And sometimes you may feel like that. Sometimes you may feel like the word of the Lord is landing on deaf ears. Sometimes you might feel like your kids don't want to hear it. Sometimes you feel like your family don't want to hear it. Right? But listen, one plant, one water, and God causes it to grow. People can't save people. Our goal is to tell them about the goodness of the Lord Jesus Christ and to live and be that light in the midst of their darkness. Verse 17 says, so faith comes from hearing. That is hearing the good news about Christ. So faith comes from hearing and hearing the word of the Lord, um, King James says. Faith comes by, faith cometh by hearing and hearing the, uh, hearing the word of God. Faith cometh by hearing. If you're not hearing the word of God, you're not going to have faith for the word of God. Right? Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing the word of God. That's how faith comes. For with the heart one believes, faith comes by hearing. Faith comes by hearing. And hearing the word of God. And how, how beautiful are the people. But they, but they have not all obeyed the gospel. And all shall be preached unless they are sent. As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace. Who brings glad tidings of good news. New King James Version, verse 16. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed our report? Verse 17, New King James Version. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Verse 18, New King James Version, Romans 10, 18. But I say, have they not heard? Yes, indeed. Their sound has gone out to all the earth and their words to the end of the world. But I say, I say did Israel not know? 
First Moses says, I will provoke you to jealousy by those who are not a nation. I will move you to anger by a foolish nation. I'm going to go and get some other people since you don't want to believe. But Isaiah is very bold and says, I was found by those who did not seek me. I was made manifest to those who do not ask for me. Mm. But Israel, he says, all day long I have stretched out my hand to a disobedient and contrary people. I don't want the Lord to ever say. He's saying all day long. Did you hear the voice of the Lord calling you? Is he, is he drawing you? Is he stretching out his hand to you? Harden our to heart. If you hear the Spirit of the Lord, you sense the Spirit of the Lord drawing you, harden not your heart. Harden not your heart, for the day is the day of salvation. In Romans 10, 9 and 10, remember, if you want to pray a prayer, you just say, Father, I confess with my mouth that Jesus is Lord, and I believe in my heart that God raised him from the dead. And I thank you, Lord, for saving me. In Jesus' name, I thank you. And you're saved. Now tell your story so God can get the glory. Tell people how God Christ saved you. Right? Go tell. Tell your story so God can get the glory. And then spend time. Get connected to a good Bible teaching church. And spend time too uh, reading the word of the Lord. Spend time reading. Because nothing can substitute. Nothing can substitute our quality time with the Lord. So I pray that you go back and read this. Or I pray that the Holy Spirit leads you and guide you and direct you to wherever it is in the word of the Lord he wants to take you. But if you'll spend time with the Lord, he'll teach you. I promise you, he will teach you. I remember as a baby Christian, I started reading the Bible and I was like, Lord, I just don't want to read it. I want to be able to teach it. I told him, I said, I want to be able to tell. I want to be able to tell others because my heart desired was because I wanted people to experience what I experienced. I'm a teller tell. You know, um, if it's something I have and you like and you see and you want to know about it, I'll tell you. Right? Um, love, how many of you know that love is not selfish? God's love is not selfish. It's not self-seeking. Um, but as we go in these perilous times, the word of the Lord is so true. How men will become lovers of themselves more than lovers of God. You know, when we're too busy to love on others and we're too busy to help others, what is the purpose? Then we're not being doers of the gospel. It's it's bigger than our for and no more. Let God use you today. A lot of times when we think of God using us, we're just thinking of him behind a pulpit. But he, Jesus said, I didn't even come for those as well. I come for those as sick. You can be, be a light in the midst of darkness. Be a light wherever you go. But make sure most of all that you're a light at home and you know, around your spouse and your family. We're called to be a light in the midst of darkness. It does no good to be respectful to the pastor at church and disrespectful to your husband at home. God sees that. He's not impressed with our mess. He's not. And the same way we exercise temperance and control around people we don't know the same way we can exercise temperance and control around the people that we do love. Listen, show people that you love them. Don't just tell people that you love them. Love is really an action word. Okay? You guys be blessed and go into all the world. Preach the gospel. Tell people your story so God can get the glory. 
And then begin to just do, just spend time in the Word, just saying, Lord, you know, teach me. Holy Spirit, you said, the Holy Spirit is not to teach me, teach me, teach me. And so when you go to church on Sunday, you can say amen to what he's saying. You'll know if it's true or not. You'll know if it's spirit or this flesh. You'll be able to do rightfully divide. The word of the Lord says you study to show yourself a thief. So you can rightfully divide the word of truth. So you don't have to be ashamed. Because you'll be rightfully dividing the word of the Lord. You don't have to be ashamed. You'll be rightfully dividing the word of truth. So I'm getting ready to get off here, you guys. Please make sure that you um, make sure that you share this word. Make sure you share. Remember to subscribe, to like, and to share this page, okay? So you can receive notifications um, whenever I come on my Facebook and my YouTube live. Okay? Alrighty. And uh, also, so you can help spread the gospel throughout the world. If you guys would like to support me in any way, it's the cash app. It's the dollar sign, Pearly, P-E-A-R-L-I-E-J, Martin. And on that note, you guys be so blessed. Be encouraged. And like I always say, keep looking for the good in your day. So you can see God's goodness all throughout this wonderful, 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 wonderful day that the Lord has made. I'm getting ready to end it with you guys, okay?